You're now listening to a Press Play Network podcast. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome to issue 84, Nerdflow. Got the same ragtag bunch here that we have here every week, minus Tink. Where's Tink at? Uh, She's on the road with three children in the car. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I understand. Intriguing. Intriguing. <laughs> oh, truly, y'all. Oh, tree of y'all. <laughs> All right, baby. <laughs> hey, hey, how long ago was that anyway? That he said that. What do you mean? This is normal talk. Oh, right, right. A year ago? No, time. I'm saying when that actually just became super famous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, All tree of y'all. Uh, I ain't going to tell y'all no more. Baby, you just said black people back like 400 <laughs> years. I'm sorry. Like on our podcast, on our hip hop podcast, like we banned it talking about dude. Like we <laughs> kids just banned. Like other than this nigga flying to the moon of his own of his own ability. We went down a laundry list of all the stuff he's done that was just not right. And it all inv- it all involved him not paying somebody for something. Yeah, man, it was just. I don't know. I mean, he doing something right. He got Tony Braxton. I'm still trying to see how no, that happens. Okay. Well, my wife watches the uh, the Braxton show, and she said they've just been friends for a long time. I guess they, you know, friends become. Uh, I don't know how they became friends. For tell me again. What 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 what's what, what like what circle of hell did that? Happen? That, that song that, that song does not even fit what they got going on. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh-huh. It's more like it's kind of more like the song for uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yes, that, that, I think that fits perfectly. Well, damn. <laughs> hey, I could have said the Frog Prince, but I went that Beauty was, and the Beast. That was, that was rude. Alright, <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, man, if y'all haven't figured it out, uh, this is a podcast all about nerding out on the most craziest nerd stuff from video games, anime, comic book stuff. We're all about nerd culture on the Nerdflow podcast. Uh, please make sure you guys go and like and follow us on social media, all the major uh, social media platforms. Uh, we are live on our Twitch channel, which is Nerdflow Gaming, so go subscribe if you're watching on that or listening on that. Um, also, we are live on Twitter as well on our Twitter page, so if you, you know, Twitter people and you all about Twitter, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, and we're also on our YouTube channel, so please subscribe. Uh, we do uh, these type of shows, live recordings, every single Sunday night around like 9, 30, 10-ish. Uh, you know, black people, so, you know, we you know, always on time sometimes, but, you know, that's how I go. Um, and then also, well, we got a Facebook community page on Facebook, so if you want to be around like-minded people and talk about nerd stuff all the time or hear about the latest and greatest uh, stuff that's going on and, you know, video games, movies, and all that good stuff in anime, then join our um, Facebook community page. So, And you can also go download us if you miss the live you know, streams. Exactly. And we're on all major podcast platforms. Our Heart Radio, Spotify, just to name a few. Google Play. I, uh, what is it called? Apple iTunes. Always SoundCloud. Forget SoundCloud. I always forget how they change the name of how you should say Apple Podcast. But anyway. Uh, but yeah, man. So um let's get into the 
first thing of the that went down this week is the passing of Stan Lee. Moment of silence for the great Stan Lee. Alright. Now for me to address all you jackasses out there. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about <laughs> the thing with the funeral was staying to the end, which is like that was so wrong. Like the, oh. the him fading out with the Thanos fade out that, that, and that's... all that, man. Come on, man. Respect. Come on, man. Nah, 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 nah. You want to talk about disrespectful? I got two words for you for when it comes to disrespectful. Bill Maher. I'm about that. <laughs> I, I know, but honestly, like. Oh my God! I, I literally I'm coming. For, hey, I'm coming for Sam Ray, Sam Raimi too. I don't give you, you can, create hey, look, 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 Spider-Man fine. movies. You, I'm coming you, for his you ass. You can too. take him. You you can take him. I got Bill. Look, Mark. okay. So check this out. More people are hurt by the passing of Stan Lee than like any other like nerd savant or whatever. You know, like, people probably just were like, oh, man, Bill Gates died. Or, you know, Steve Jobs died. Like, it wasn't no big deal, you know. You know, it. but Stan Lee wrote for generations of us, man. You know what I'm saying? And he, he devised something that would never die. He created something that would never die. So Stan Lee going to live for forever. Because of what he created with Marvel, these characters right. are never going nowhere. So of course, you know, you got people like we all grown up with these characters, yeah. and if it wasn't for Stan Lee, we wouldn't have had them. You have been inspired to do things that you didn't want to do. Like those superheroes and those comic books actually made people in the real life superheroes. They they were inspired by those comic book heroes. So. It gave you a, a vacation from the world when you open up them comic books. So that's why I appreciate Stan Lee for what he's done. He gave us a reality that we all really wanted to be in. And when right. you say all of us worldwide, man, just look at the look at the box office sales for any Marvel movie. It's like worldwide. People from other countries and stuff, they can appreciate Stan Lee. It's, it's, it's universal, man. Like you say, it's an escape. Some kids somewhere is probably all they get. They watch a Spider-Man cartoon and it brighten up their day. So for a person not to be able to appreciate the legacy he left behind, you need to take a look at yourself. Don't get mad at this man because he did something you would never be able to accomplish. No, man, I, I'm willing to say nobody will ever be able to like to in comics and cartoons anywhere be able to touch the entire world the way Stan Lee has. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure people kind of felt it was coming. He was 95 years old, but it don't take away the fact that it, it saddened a lot of people. Right. He, and then on the human side, on the human side, like, the man really did love all his fans. Like, he really did care about them. Right. And he, he, he promoted, like, he's just, like, you know, the main reason he created X-Men was to shine a light that people are different. And you shouldn't judge people just because they different. He had lessons behind. Like, it, 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 all the comics, like, they had lessons behind them. He used big words. Like, in his comics, he would use, like, different words just so kids would have to go look them up. Yeah. Like, while reading the comic book, so kids would have to look it up. 
to see what the word meant. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's more to it than just a man who drew a guy climbing up a wall. Like, he, he it was a lot more to him than that. Exactly. He, he, had a, he, he had a DC cameo. The face of Marvel loved comic, like, superheroes so much that he went to their competitor and he did a cameo in one of their movies. That's that's what type of person he was. Just, I don't see how you could not feel for that. Yeah. So, in other words, I'm sorry I'm finna say this to some people. If children listening, cover your ears. All you haters that's out there that had something crazy to say that seemed like we shouldn't have been upset about Stan Lee, man, fuck y'all. Two times. Clear truth. Clear truth, Excelsior. Excelsior. Man, I wish I had a 40 right now. I'll pull it out for Stan. <laughs> pull it out for my man. <laughs> <laughs> I was having just think, y'all. right now this point in Bill Maher's head. There are no in future, all the Marvel movies that have not been made, there'll be no more cameos of Stan Lee. And like that's just sad to think about. Now he has them all the way up until uh Avengers Spider Man. We're gonna oh, sit here and say this. For like after the next Avengers movie and more likely after Captain Marvel, because I'm pretty sure he'll he'll have a cameo on next. We'll see something of Stan in the uh, in those movies. It just won't be like a Stanley in person. It'll be something dealing with Stan, though. So somebody they said they had so many takes from the different movies that they could do a Stanley cameo or a voiceover shit forever. Huh? Uh, yeah, they could, I, I did hear that. Uh, one take. I did hear that. Like fans were saying, like uh, fans suggested, like okay, since Stanley has passed away. The cameos now should be Deadpool cameoing in every single Marvel movie. Just randomly. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be funny. I, like, I like that. I kinda like that idea. Like Spider Man like singing and Deadpool standing on the flipping off a roof or something. Nah, let Stan have it. Let Stan be the guy that was in every let him be the guy that was in every Marvel movie, you know? I I wouldn't even think about replacing him. Like, who was next to do a bunch of cameos? Like, no, that's that was one reason Marvel movies were special because you knew when you sat down to watch one, you was gonna look for that yeah. cameo. Yeah. But uh, it would be hilarious. It is uh, one person that could carry that torch on though, and that's Todd McFarlane because. When he worked for Marvel, he drew a lot of those a lot of those comics, and he wrote a lot of those comics too. So Todd McFarlane can I'm not saying be the next Stanley, but he could be, you know, continue what Stan was doing. Because if you look at his Instagram and his Stanley Instagram, he spent a lot in Stanley like final few years. He spent a lot of time with Stanley. Indeed. So, <sighs> now that we got the sad part over. All right, all right. Okay, so uh, we're gonna bounce back and forth a whole lot. Won't be going in no particular order. Um, 
we're going to touch on this particular subject I'm about to say, like, very, very lightly. Uh, we got the bonus show, Speaking Game, and we're going to kind of go a little bit more in depth, talk a little bit about a little bit more. Uh, so, coming out this week, uh, PlayStation put out that they will be pulling out of E3. So, they will not be at E3 this year. Uh, and that's typically one of the big three uh, gaming companies that, you know, that we look forward to seeing during E3 to kind of see what's going to be the latest and greatest games going to be coming out. Uh, for that year coming into the holidays or the following year. And that's typically the big, because, I mean, Nintendo doesn't do, it's not at E3. They do Nintendo Direct, which is, you know, via, like, YouTube and stuff like that. So they're not there. So it's typically always between PlayStation and Microsoft uh, that are typically going head-to-head to see who's going to, like, sway uh, the gaming community as far as, like, you know, either... Who's going to have the best games coming out, you know, and all that stuff. So, uh, any thoughts on why we think uh, Sony, uh, PlayStation is pulling out of E3? Because they don't have anything to announce. Yep. <laughs> not, not not, in a bad way, but I think they're trying to be tight-lipped about the PlayStation uh, 5. We look around yeah. the corner. And just because PlayStation not at E3 don't mean people who distribute their games aren't going to be there. Like, you know... PlayStation games are still going to be talked about at E3. It's just PlayStation themselves won't be there. But I think they, they're they not going to be at E3 this year because they don't have anything big to announce. They already dropped their next-gen, the, the up, upgraded console, the PS uh, Pro. Uh, they already did VR. What else can they drop with the PlayStation 4 to make them have to spend all that money to justify spending all that money at a conference? And I mean, they don't have anything to, to show for it except here go here are the new games. You can get somebody else to do that. Like the companies that that are distributing the games can go to E3 and be like, "This is what we have coming out." And PlayStation don't got to spend no money to be there, right? Because you know EA gonna be there. You know, you know Square Enix gonna be there. All those gonna be there. So Square Enix need to stay there at home. Anyway, <laughs> home. And after that last conference, they did need to stay there at home. But they did, uh, they did, they did this year? No. no. We know Bungie gonna be there. We know like all those companies gonna be there. So like you said, PlayStation has no reason to be there. PlayStation will be there when they get ready to drop the five. I think yes. with um I think with the whole of them not being at E three, um, because one, PlayStation Experience is canceled for this not they're not doing a PlayStation Experience next month. Um so that was like it's kind of like just weird that they're just like not doing they're like canceling all these like because PSX is basically I mean it's on equivalency to like a you know to like their version of E3 but it's all about celebrating PlayStation and stuff like that especially with the PS4 uh, hitting uh, being out for five years uh, like this, this thing was like this either this past week or the week or like last week uh, it's been out for like five years eighty five million. Uh, cop, eighty-five million consoles sold and all that stuff. So it's very surprising that they're not Sonny doing said, it. "I win it, bitch. I ain't got to show off." And that's what I kind of feel. <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of what I feel like they kind of doing a little bit to a certain extent. Um, Catch up, Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because right. even the VR, the PlayStation VR, one ninety nine now. Yeah, VR is one ninety nine, and you can also get a PS four. The uh, the they can get, you can get a regular PS four right now with Spider Man with it for one ninety nine. Yeah, so you know they ain't got they they 
they pretty much standing on the hit. They pretty much standing on the mountain holding their dick, talking about what I got to prove. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other side of the coin of this is, I mean, it kind of gives Microsoft, you know, you know, it gives them the the platform to really be the only be the only one that's really doing anything now. There's still a lot of time left. I mean, we got what? It's November, so we probably got about seven months until E three twenty E three twenty nineteen. I mean, who's to say? Microsoft could pull out too, because Microsoft already don't do their stuff. I think this year they didn't even do their stuff at the same in the same venue as E three because everybody's been pulling, kind of like pulling out and doing their own doing their own stuff. Because I think they did theirs at like the the windows theater or some type of theater that's owned by Microsoft, which makes sense. I mean, I mean the, the freaking venue is named after them. So it doesn't make sense to go have it somewhere where you got to pay money. So, um, but that gives them the chance to really sway people and try to blow people out the water with, uh, you know, Xbox one X and all this good stuff and kind of really try to get a leg up on, on PlayStation. So, yeah, I mean, I with Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony, I know it'll be hard, but I think it'll be. I think it's like a good time for another company to try to jump in the mix with a console. Well, you had Atari with their new system, but I haven't. Unfortunately, we. I haven't ain't heard anything. nothing else about about yeah. it. Yeah, me neither. I haven't heard anything about it. With and me. I had high hopes for Atari. Yeah, same here. A new company would have to have a bomb ass game lineup to come in and and sway people, because you got that hard Xbox and PlayStation fans. A new company would have to come in with some amazing exclusive games, because gee, I'm I'm not gonna go buy it. I'm I'm going to get the PlayStation Five already. I don't care what mm-hmm. Xbox comes out with it, like. I know I'm gonna get a five, and I'm definitely not gonna uh, go for some something else, something new that you know. Yeah, it's gonna be really, it's gonna be really hard to like. I mean, for a new, a new console maker, it'll be really hard to like. This hard gonna be, it's gonna be really hard to sway people. I mean, issue, it was hard for people to when the first Xbox came out to sway people to not, you know. Nintendo yeah, was already Nintendo was already vetted, and then you had PlayStation that already had put down, you know, some good groundwork, and then here come Microsoft, and it's like, oh, Microsoft finna make a, a gaming console, and it's like it was hard for people to really get down with them. So I remember, I remember when Xbox dropped, I had already had my PlayStation, I had a sixty-four, and I was just looking. First thing I saw was the joystick, and it just threw me off. Then when I started hearing about it red ringing. I was just like, nah, at least I can just go in there and just spin my PlayStation disc and it'll start playing. <laughs> 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 or turn it upside down or something. You know, the 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 nigger things you can do. But you know, like I, I, I started read, like folks had Xboxes and they were just say, Oh man, it crashed and like you gotta buy an extra fan to put on the back of it and I was just like, yeah, Microsoft doing too much. That's what killed me with Xbox in the beginning. And then, like, with the Cube, I just didn't like the joystick with the Cube because at the time, my hands, the way my hands 
the size of my hands where I just didn't, it just looked like it was just straight for kids and then a dish that could fit in a Pringle can, I just didn't see it being <laughs> durable. Yeah, like with the cube, it was just like, and I was, I was like, nah, I ain't gonna mess with that neither. And so it was just, it, it, it was all about the aesthetics of the systems for me. All right, man. Uh, let's talk hey, about Fallout. Uh, wait, what's up? Hold up. What's up, hold up. I'm about to say, in uh, in light of the whole Xbox thing, I know you about to jump in the whole Fallout thing. I'm about to say, while we're on the subject of Xbox, apparently Xbox is going to be doing a discless Xbox One that's going to be released next year, actually. Yeah, that is a thing that there uh, that came out this week, too. Microsoft's thinking about doing a discless Xbox One. Um, I know we were talking about this like even prior to you know recording this episode and stuff like that. Um, I think they would. I mean, with that, I kind of think they probably would hit like a, a PS3 and kind of do two different, two different versions. Disc, no disc. Yeah. Um, I will say this though: if they do a discless version of an Xbox, one thing, well, two things they got to do is one they're definitely going to need to double down on the library that is on game pass and two they would definitely need to bundle game pass and live as one sole price they got to come up with some type of bundle that gives you savings where you get xbox live for online and you can get game pass it just it needs, and, to, be, it needs to be a thing for them and their playstation which i'm pretty sure Everybody tried to move to digital. And, you know, um, to me, my thing is, my biggest gripe with digital, all digital, is that you alienate collectors. And it's like a certain a certain peop- a population of people that like having the physical game. And, because, um, you know, even though people ain't go- out there buying records, they still make records for popular albums like KOD, J. Cole album KOD. You can go buy a record for it. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, to be a, a you know, you got people who still, they still make record play, players. You got people who like vinyl. They like the sound from the vinyl. Just like you can go buy the CD and you can go buy a digital. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's just my biggest gripe with, uh, going all digital with games because I'm a person I like having the hard copy of my game. Because if something have, I mean, I know you got the cloud and all that, but you know, I take care of my disc. So if something happened to my system and I still got my disc, I ain't got to go through all the hoopla of trying to get my game back when I can just insert the disc. So you know, I'm, I'm, I know I'm sounding like real. Oh, right now, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I mean, I just I'll, prefer to have a di- I, I prefer to have a hard copy of my stuff. I know we grew up with cartridges. Most of us, I don't know if all of us did, but I like, that's just gonna have to get with the times. <laughs> that's all it is. Because if Xbox and PlayStation say we're not making CDs anymore, what the fuck are we gonna do? I know that's just. Uh, I mean, and the and thing I mean, is, they gonna have to double down. I got on good memory, like going to my homeboys. Like, man, I got this new game. 
going to spend the night over your friend's house when you was younger to bring your new game over there. And, you know, y'all play the game all night or whatever. So I don't even know kids like sleep on shit anymore. They probably just, you know, fortnight it up, talk, talk online. But I'm with you. I'm a, I like, you know, having hard copies too. But, man, it's, it's the future. Like, we just see you either going to get with it or get left behind. Hey, young, you yeah. said something about the collectibles, didn't you? Yeah, you know, you got pre-order game. Yeah, you yeah, got collector's editions or certain stuff. Like, if you pre-order a game on digital, there's no way you can get, like, a collectible set or something like that. You know how we get, like, we pre-order stuff at GameStop. You know, yeah, we like get a, a little... Or something like, yeah, stuff like that. You, you, you're not going to get that with digital. So, you, like, you... They go digital, say bye-bye to GameStop. <laughs> you ain't going to be getting them anyway. <laughs> Let me say about the game stop real quick if that that is it. That's happens to be the case. That's gonna get snatched up. But I mean it's gonna be some consequences behind it, but I mean it's smart on you get you don't have to worry about distributors. Like it's it's smart. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's a it's definitely a cost cutting measure for them because it's like, you know, you're paying for cover art and you're paying for, you know, an actual case and all that stuff and like you said, like delivering it to the stores. And all that stuff, and then at that point, it's just straight revenue. All it is is a file that's sitting on a server, and you can, you know, people download. I mean, and as far as collectibles, like, I mean, some games now, even when you get, you know, a, a digital copy, you get in-game collectibles. It's not like you know, game and stuff. You go there, and you might get a little action figure, some little four-inch action figure, some shit like that. But they do give you like digital rewards for pre-ordering stuff so they can still do that they probably have to up it a little bit yeah for people you know pre-order they damn sure have to up the memory on the systems well i don't, I don't think that's gonna be a thing because like okay prime example uh that ps4 that p the ps4 slim that's on sale right now with spider-man for 199 hard drive yeah. four, ter- four terabytes so that's come yep and i guarantee you the next generation they'll be able to make games you know bigger games with less memory you know so it won't take up as much memory on your on your game they they have to yeah you know, they have to work out something but Damn, man, i might need to try to go trade my game in and get me another we're just gonna have to get our old asses with it I'm down. Oh, I, mean, I'm down, I mean i'm down for digital i i uh myself I, I gave up on the on the physical copies like probably like what? Yeah, about five years ago when when the PS4 came out, I kind of like when I got the PS4, I was just like, okay, I'm just not gonna do disc anymore. Uh, I mean, if if it's if it's just like a, a just a really good deal on a game that I want to get a hard copy for, prime example, WWE 2K19 Collector's Edition. I normally don't ever buy physical copies of that game when I buy it every year, but I wanted the Collector's Edition, so I went ahead, and that's the only like disc based game I have because. But see, like. Like, had I, like me, like I, when I started, when I got my four, I started keeping all my games, keeping all my games in the case, all that stuff. Because, you know, you want to have like a display of having your games up there or whatnot. You know, you may want to display your stuff in a certain way and, you know, have it like, like if I ever, like when I get my own place, I'm put little problem mount my PlayStation to the wall and all that long. You know how y'all see them setups. 
that had the little bookcase up there with all the the game cases up there and whatnot. I mean, it's just something, you know, like I said, it's aesthetics, you know, just having the visual. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that because that's how I was. That's how I was in the beginning, too. It was just more for me. It was just about the aesthetics and just seeing, like, the full library of games that you have just all right there. But then I got to the point for me I would just go like it'd be a game I really want, and then you know I just want to. They ain't got the, you know the, the full money for it, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go trade some games, and then you basically get shit pretty much from when you go to like GameStop or something to go trade in games, unless you just you know. Nah, you I, for, you it took it. me one time to go to GameStop and trade in some games, and I was done behind it. When I got fucked, I was just like, no, nah, you ain't got but one time to screw over me. That's all it takes is one time. Yeah. Oh, Briario. It's all it takes one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you have you fully decided? I know you're sick of me asking you this. Have you fully decided on what system you're getting this year? Yes. What is it? PlayStation. Okay. Just had to make sure. Had to make sure. <laughs> had to make sure. Even though know, I got people trying to convince me to get an Xbox. Like, you only had know. one person to do that. And that was that was eight. We we that not we not dis- we not we not discussing that. <laughs> that that's all I have to say. <laughs> I don't care. I got both. I don't care. Bowling. Nah, I, I just have a crazy addiction to video games. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. All right. uh, let's see what else what we got. Okay, Fallout. Fallout seventy six. Um so Fallout seventy six came out this past week and um it's been played because a lot of people been at least actually a lot of people that I know that are gamers that either haven't picked it up yet or just thinking about it is like they're asking I'm getting the same question a lot, like, you have Fallout seventy six? So, how is it? And everybody has the same, you know, same response, like it's like really, really buggy. And I kind of probed the question, if this was any other game or anything like that or any other company, they would be getting raked over the coals because the game is buggy. Prime example, Assassin's Creed Unity was just burned at the stakes because it was just like, it was so many horrible bugs in the game. But it's like Fallout 76, you know, most people that I've talked to is like, oh, it's Bethesda. It's like, why do they get a pass? Everybody else don't get no pass if the game is broken. I I think because I I, I am one of those people. <laughs> I think uh, it's because like, but Bethesda's worlds are so big, and I know like Assassin's Creed, their games recently have been big games, but there's still only so much you can do in those games. But like Skyrim, for like just for an example. Skyrim been out for what since 2011, 2012. Yeah, it's something some, something up in there. But um, like years later, people were still finding out stuff. Like man, if you do this and this and this, and and it's it's always a good story. Not always because Fallout Four, huh? But uh, well, Fallout Three, Four, Four. Yeah, it wasn't that good. But um, but like the stories are so so much. It's, they're so good and it's so much to do in those worlds that if you enter the game you kind of understand why it's so buggy but like look I'm still doing missions 
200 hours into the game, 300 hours into the game, I still got stuff that I can do. So I think that's why, because they, they aren't small games and they never do small, well, they don't do small games. So I think that's why people kind of give them a pass. And then, but that's the kind of, they take ownership of their bugs, they they stuff, and you know they make fun of it. Like you can't make fun of somebody who making fun of themselves. Yeah, that's I think what that's I. Part. And then part of that is though, it's like okay, but there's as good as they are because like last year, you can name any game that had Bethesda's name on it. Most of their games were like eight, nines, and tens. Like law last year, like anything that they came out with was like it was gold. Anything that came out of that studio. But it's like, okay, then if y'all are so good at making games, like why, you know, Fallout of all things is like, you know, like I said, people say right now, especially for 76, it's buggy, but here come Rockstar with Red Dead Redemption and it's like perfect, flawless. Like not a lot of people are talking about bugs in the game and stuff like that. So it's like, why can't y'all like, you know, strive for that? It's not, it's not online right now either. Oh yeah, that's true. And, and they, and the thing with them, they they kind of they kind of know better because you know they did the same thing with Grand Theft Auto. They waited yeah. a little bit, so they more like more than likely, I'm pretty sure that's probably what they're doing. They're probably you know running you know testing and all that stuff. I'm pretty sure they're gonna probably have to put it to the test when they finally do drop Red Dead Online, um, because a lot of people say it with like Fallout 76. Everybody, a lot of people say a lot of the complaints I've been hearing is like it's not a lot, not a lot to do. Stuff like that just now is like, so it's like I'm just wondering like, was anyway, was the game not ready? That's what I what I kind of feel like it was like it was the game not ready. Should have should it stay baking a little not bit longer? Or, I mean, they uh, don't like they tried to make a Fallout game as a multiplayer game, and that's something they don't do. It, it was the it was their first time trying it. I haven't played it myself, but I. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to get it eventually. And I start back to hooking, make some extra money. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I mean, it's their first time trying something like that. They've never done an online game. Uh, um, I mean, no excuse. Like What'd you Where say? Yeah, I could swatch on my ring off. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Snap, you got anything to add to the Fallout 76? Bug deal? No. Uh, no. I'm looking at it like when it comes to major games from major franchises and whatnot that like like uh, Red Dead, for instance, like we just like we just mentioned, that has issues and whatnot. You can expect that. I sort of expected games like that to have some type of issue going on with them before they eventually they'll get fixed. But also, I got to look at it like this. I never played Fallout, so I can't really complain too much about Fallout having bugs and whatnot. But at the same time, you already know eventually they're going to get it handled. It's just not going to happen at the launch of the game. You, you know, yeah. it's, it's going to get fixed eventually. So I'm not, I'm not going to complain about that. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see here. Then we got, uh, let's see here. Uh, let's talk about, uh, okay, so we got, we'll do some comic stuff real quick. We're still not done with games, but we're just going to bounce around. Uh, John Cryer uh, from... Was it? Two, two and, and a half, half men. Two and a half Alan men Harper. is being be casted as Lex Luthor for Super for the Supergirl show. I gotta I see just, it. 
I, I know I, people I, don't I have they. He's definitely not going to be V words Lex Luthor. Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> I know who you say. I got to see it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I have to see it myself. But he is a good actor. Like you can't take that away from him. He is a good actor. Yeah, and he did play. Uh, he played Lynch. Uh, what was the guy's name? He played in one of the old Supermans. Really? Yeah, he was. He was a Luther in one of the. Uh, he was a Luther in one of the old Superman movies, like four. He was. I can't. He was a funny looking Luther. <laughs> he already funny looking, but okay. It'll be. It'll be like adding on to his legacy. Like I was one Luther, now I'm another one. I, I'm. I'm down for it, man. After uh, the British are coming. After that performance, shit, they can let me play Lex Luther. Fuck, anybody can play it at that point. So, I mean, y'all let the dude that played uh, Mark Zuckerberg be Lex Luthor. I was done. Uh, I, 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 I you talking about dude from Zombieland? I know you talking yeah, about Yeah, like dude was, I just felt like dude wasn't Lex Luthor to me, man. Yeah, he was he in, uh, like he was in, super, he was in Superman 4. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Go All right. Like I said, it's weird. It, it's weird for me to just look at them because, like, I I watch every episode of Two and a Half Men. It's me like, too. Yeah, it's like, I, gotta, I gotta see this. It's like, this bad. That's why I got. I got to see it. He had like a, a Alan was such a pushover in that show. He had his moments, but still, it's like now he's gonna be Luther. It's like, hmm, he might surprise. Me. Maybe. He might. He, I, I think. I think he will. I think he really think he will too. I was kind of like at first. I was kind of iffy. And then I, I did notice now, like on some of the most updated pictures for this year, he is like bald head now. So I was like, okay. Oh, he was bald headed doing two and a half. Two and a half. That's a two pound on his head. <laughs> he already bald headed. Did not know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, well, noticed that. I should have noticed that because like every time it kept getting close to last season. He had lesser hair than he did before. Yeah, he. I, I want to say he been boss since like the start of two and a half, man. But he said it in the interview on the talk show one time that that's a two pound on my head. Like he openly admitted it. <laughs> did not freaking know that at all. This is beyond me. Look, uh, I, <laughs> I put it this way: if you know people like Robert Downey Jr. can change from what they were when they first started acting to what he is now. And well, let's, well, let's let's say this much. When we saw when Robert Downey Jr., I, in my head, at least, when, you know, Marvel was talking about doing movies, he was Iron Man before they even casted him for me. I, honestly, that that's like, I couldn't think of nobody else that could that would play a good Iron Man if he had got his, you know, at the time when he had all that alcohol stuff going on and stuff like that. But oh, don't yeah. just say alcohol. Robert Downey Jr. was doing alcohol and drugs. Yeah, I know. He, he wasn't them 80s babies that just happened to make it out the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, he was doing all that stuff. He was doing it. Uh, yeah, he was definitely. But I think, like I said, I think with John Cryer, I really do think that he's going to do I think he's going to do a very good job. And I'm, I'm glad that, like, you know, with DC and stuff like that, I'm actually kind of glad they're kind of trying to double down on building a universe because they kind of see that's kind of where you know mm. they have the most potential at 
which is with their which is with their TV shows and stuff like that. Where we now we got like you know we got Batwoman that's gonna be in this crossover that's coming up in December and recently actually just recently on I think Arrow episode I was watching they mentioned Gotham they never mentioned Gotham by name so they slowly start to incorporate this Batman universe into the into the fold and stuff like that and we already of course Superman is already there on Supergirl and all that stuff so it's like slowly 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 we're getting you know this large vast world of the DC on TV yeah just let go of the movies like I really think they should. I think they should just like really just chill. Just I mean, do these little you know solo movies, you know Aquaman movies, stuff like that. Just do like just stuff like that. And the stuff that's good. You don't have to necessarily build a universe. I mean, if you you know you can come up with something good, fine. But just try to tell great stories, like the Russo brothers told them before. Just try to tell good stories. That's it. Um. All right. So we got uh, Avengers four. Avengers four. Uh, has been noted to be will be three hours long. I'm man, sure. that shit could be eight hours. I'm calling <laughs> yeah, man. Make we it. don't care. <laughs> you can make it longer <laughs> than Titanic was, and I'm gonna be there. Well, Titanic was three hours, but I think they should shoot. They can make that sucker as long as the Jackson movie. No, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> look, Titanic. Look, Titanic was three hours, but then again, they they did come out with another extended version. Like we don't care. Folks went to went to see it and they saw the extended version. We don't care how long y'all make Avengers for. Give it to us, man. Give it here, all of. That if you want to make it a week long, no, no. Look, we is not trying to repeat <laughs> the pattern. The not, oh my god, man. <laughs> look, I sit through Avengers for even if it's as long as the Patty LaBelle film. I read the Franklin. I mean, I'm yeah, read the Franklin. Bell, my bad. <laughs> My bad. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm fucking up. I just lost strike on my black card. <laughs> we'll we'll cut it out. Cut it out. Well, ain't nothing worse than people saying that Spike Lee died. Just saying. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm coming for the hoe. <laughs> oh. You had one job. Thank you. Thank you. you messed that up. Um. All right. Then we got a uh, Destiny Two. Uh, new, uh, what can you say? Yeah, say yeah, DLC uh, dropping shoot in weeks now in December, uh, which is the uh, the Black Armory will be dropping. Uh, they kind of revealed uh, like the three characters that the next couple uh, DLC is gonna be based around in the annual pass. Uh, so we got the uh, the Black Armory, we got the uh, which is, uh, they all, which is called Season of the Forge. Then you got Season of the Drifter, which is gonna be more talking about the drifter from gambit and then you got the other one which is secret of and actually come to find out they had it blacked out but it's actually going to be called uh season of the uh the shadow um for those who play destiny or played like the first raid in destiny 2 which is leviathan um callus which is like an emperor in the raid he has he hires guardians to become his shadows which he kind of creates his own uh guardians and stuff like that so uh pretty sure it's probably gonna be based around him um but yeah so we got the black army coming out uh they haven't given even given a date yet they said they're gonna do a vidoc uh dropping the week after thanksgiving so we'll find out they say they're supposed to start they say they're supposed to start getting the the forge update on november 27th 
Yeah, that's what they said. They said the forger they supposed to come out November twenty seventh. So they and they're doing this a little bit different than normal because it's like the twenty seventh is supposed to be the end of season four, and so it's like do, I think I feel like we have like this full week where we're gonna be in limbo before we hit the season five. So it's gonna be a little. Bit, it's, they they doing they playing it a little bit different. I know like the December expansions have always since Destiny one have kind of been like, eh. Cause like Dark Below uh, was received lukewarmly, and then Osiris was just a freaking debacle. So with uh, with this one, they really—I mean, if they if they can knock Black Armor out of the park, I think they they're gonna be pretty they're gonna be pretty good going forward. Cause I think a lot of people right now, even with Forsaken being so good, I think a lot of people still in wait and see with the come with the annual pack. There's a lot of people, you know. Uh, grappling about you know annual pass and what they're getting and not knowing what they're getting, which that's always is a conversation with any game that's coming out. Sure, I still don't know what the hell I'm getting with the division two. So, but yeah, um, I, I think they're in a good place though. I think they learned from uh, Curse of Osiris and uh, what was the one with Mars? Uh, uh, I mean, one mind was was a step in the right direction, like completely right. compared to Osiris. Wait. Yeah, but um, this one they like they really you can tell they really look, listen to what fans said and forsaken, and they took it to heart. So I don't think they're gonna make that same mistake they did at least with Curse of Osiris. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking the same thing too with Black Armor, and I'm and I'm actually kind of glad that they leaving this one in particular a little bit in the mystery. They're not doing like you know they're not doing the uh, the twist streams like they do like leading up to it. Because I think there's a lot of people that don't just don't want to be spoiled, and they just want to find and discover everything in the game, and not kind of have it spoiled or you know see armors and weapons before they discover them within the game. Because I mean, it's a, it's an RPG like shooter game, and you want to be able to discover that stuff, and you know that's all what the game is all about. So um, then we got uh, Anthem. Anthem, so Anthem showed off uh, what they showed, but they've been doing like these I, I follow them on Twitter and so they've been doing like a lot of like behind the scenes like like uh, streams and stuff like that just showing off different stuff, like I think recently this past week they showed off like uh, like the, the javelin suits, some other stuff, like just showing I, yeah. I want to say they kind of like it was just showing, yeah they, they're basically showing like how you can so I really don't want to do this because I talked about it earlier, but like a comparison, like how you when you when you doing your character when you you know changing the color schemes of your character and stuff on Destiny you just have to go with the shader colors, but and you know whatever you want to do you can mix up the shader colors, but you still relegated to just those colors that they give you with the shaders. But what they saying on Anthem is you'll have you'll be able to go into more detail as far as like customizing your your suits and stuff like that. And um which had everybody like a, a lot of different colors, stickers, uh, movements, you know, all that type of stuff. But which had a lot of people thinking they was gonna be geared to a lot of microtransactions. Like they did in the start of the second uh the battle second battlefront game, but one of the producers said in the video that everything would be unlockable in the game. It will not be a heavy microtransaction game, 
If you want to grind it out to get everything you want to get, you can grind it out. If you want to buy it, you can buy it. But everything will be unlockable in the game. That's gear, weapons, all that type of stuff, which is a good thing. I mean, that's what blew Battlefront out the water was the microtransactions. So moving away from that, uh, it's a good thing. You can pay for it if you're not patient, but if you're patient, you can still get it for free. Yeah, I watched a couple of the videos. It's, it seems, I, I'm not going to say a lot, but it was, it's a lot. Like, the customization to me, like it's, you, could, you can do a whole lot, but I don't feel like I want to sit there the whole time and waste 20, 30 minutes trying to get my javelin right because I can customize this part of the arm, then customize this part of the arm and change this part to metal and have this part diamond, have this part leather. It's, it's... But then you got those people out there that want to do that because it's just like with those people with, like, say, for instance, WWE, that go in there and they take the time to design rings and make it like a old-school ring or they they do all that type of stuff. You got You got people out there that do that type of stuff. You do. I'm saying for me, I want to. I want to buy the game too. I ain't talking about them. Shit. I think they, made, I think they probably made double down on like, um, probably like different pre-made skins for the javelins. I, I kind of think they. I think I feel like them because like just just the customization part of it. Because I saw, I think I saw on a screenshot or something like that, they had like a, a javelin that was that had the. Uh, In seven. The, the yeah, the Mass Effect logo on it. So I'm like. Yeah. It's like for that when I saw that I'm like oh that sounds like y'all finna go like find some way to charge for skins or something like this it's just like cosmetics I mean it's cosmetic stuff they ain't never hurt nobody yeah. cosmetics is cosmetics if you want to just like be different and look different that's what I feel about like Destiny I feel like if they wanna if Destiny would like to do microtransactions charge people for uh, emotes and ornaments for their weapons they'll make so much they'll make so much money from just doing just that don't charge for nothing else yeah. just that that just that stuff. Um, but I mean, with, with back to Anthem, but yeah, with Anthem, um, no, nah, yeah, I really think, I mean, for the most part so far, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my expectations like really low with Anthem. Honestly, I like, I want the game to do like really, really good and stuff like that, but I'm just tipping my expectations. Like, like, a whole well, lot. if you, if you, if you a Mass Effect fan and like the mechanics from the last Mass Effect, then they, they say they took a lot of the gaming mechanics from the last Mass Effect and applied it to Anthem, which, you know, I mean, I think Angry can, you know, talk a little bit more on the Mass Effect because I didn't play the last Mass Effect. But, uh, you know, I mean, I got high hopes for the game. I like, like, I like shooters. And I'm just looking for something different. Like, and to me, from the gameplay and everything I see, with it being a, a first-person shooter, it's still different. It brings a different aspect to the the shooter. You're not just basically relegated to running around. You can actually fly. You can, you know, go underwater, all that type of stuff. You, you know, you're not just really running around, ducking and dodging. Right, right. All right. Um, 
Let's talk about uh, Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry is supposed to be joining the Castlevania universe. I'm feeling it. I dig it. I dig it. I like it. Yeah, it why why I always have to be the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> why you gotta be the I, bad guy? I, mean, I, I feel like I disagree with y'all a like, lot. I don't like it. They don't like they don't fit. I'm sorry, like they both deal with monsters, but that's just like saying to me, it's just like putting Star Wars and Star Trek in the same universe. Like, yeah, they're both out of space sci fi, but that's where they stop. They different and, time periods. You, you know, you, they they are completely different time period. Like Dante, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They completely. What I'm saying is, he he's a cool ass fucking guy that drives motorcycle and shoots Ebony Ivory, shoots dual pistols. There are no pistols in the Castlevania timeline, not right now, anyway. And as far as I know, you've never fought a vampire in the Devil May Cry game. I'm so I'm I'm thinking. I'm thinking they gonna end up fast forwarding the Devil Make. I mean the um the uh, Castlevania timeline to put it in present time with Castlevania. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, because, I, I want I want the, the the same person who did. Don't get me wrong, who did did a fantastic job, and I think they'll do a good job doing the Devil May Cry. Uh, cartoon too, but to make them in the same universe right now, that means you would have to kill off Trevor because he's a human and he's not gonna live until Dante is born, until they fucking make motorcycles and shit. And um, I mean, you'll have to kill off a whole character and a whole storyline that you got developed to try and make it make you fit with uh, Devil May Cry. I want I want the same person to work on it. I'm thinking by the time I thinking by the time the Double May Cry series come out, they've been did season three of Castlevania, which uh, just uh, allowed the bloodline to keep going over those years. And with um, what's his name being a vampire, he can uh, you know so they, yeah, with him being a vampire, they you know they basically immortal. So. Uh, Trevor's bloodline can uh, still Someone be Dante. Yeah, can cross Dante, and they can end up teaming up some type of way to fight demons and vampires, or how they. It's all supernatural, hell. Yeah, I'm about to say uh, in a world where it's nothing but supernatural beings in it, anything as early as possible. So on top of that, you can create. It gives them a chance to create a big bad guy that they got to team up and take down. Right. So, Which like, probably uh, be the devil. And they could come across with that, what's, uh, Phantom, that ugly bastard. Yeah, yeah, I gotta excuse my hate. I hate spiders. I really do. But yeah, I know that could be a monster. Yeah, that can come across that guy. A little mini sub boss to lead up to a big, big sub like he just said, devil. So. Yeah, I'm down with the, uh, I mean, they did a Devil May Cry anime some time ago. So, I mean, I'm down yeah, for Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down to see another, another anime uh, come out. Of, I just, it's kind of. I just want to wonder, like, how they're gonna tie. How would they tie those two into two into each other? Unless it would Dang. be more of a thing, whereas like 
it can still be the Devil May Cry universe. It could be Dante's father because we've never seen anything. We don't know a lot about him. The only thing we really know is about, you know, how him and Virgil got, you know, who they are and they've heard about him. Yeah, the whole thing with like, we could meet like Mundus and all this other stuff, which is the main, you know, like really the main antagonist of the Devil May Cry series in the first first uh the first two games so it right. could touch on it could touch on something like that and just it won't be dante won't be involved at all it could be possibly just be his father and you know knowing who moon to see but it but but that all kind of like takes place in the same kind of realm of like castlevania and they're all kind of connected so that's another way to kind of see it yeah uh all right let's talk uh this dragon ball super young so Next month, uh, they gonna it's already been leaked, but next month they're gonna be revealing what the new arc in Dragon Ball Super gonna be. So we know how after when Dragon Ball Super jumped off, it stuck it started off with, you know, going after the Battle of the Gods arc and then it went through the Freezer arc. Um, just like the two movies did. But according to what I read that instead of them going to do the Broly arc in anime form, they're just going to continue off from where the uh, Broly movie ends. Spoiler alert. So it's going to start off with Goku, Vegeta, and Broly training together. And they're going to get a... took my headphones out. Damn it. They're going to get a message. They're going to get a message from Mr. Satan saying that a mysterious group came to kidnap um, Boo. And uh, when they get there to try to stop them from kidnapping Boo, they shoot the uh, Goku and Vegeta with a gun that knocks them out. And uh, when they wait, when Goku wake up, he had the Galactic Patrol, which they kidnapped Boo to extract the Grand Kaioshan that he got inside of him. To defeat this new this new villain that they came that only they that they only think the Grand Kaioshan can defeat. So we're gonna go through this whole this whole arc or whatnot of you know a different storyline. So there's no telling where they might go with it. But I'm glad they're not gonna do the whole Broly movie thing in the anime, and they're just gonna continue from the movie. So I feel like it's I, I feel like this what we thought we were going to see they threw us a curveball and I think it's going to be a, a dope story arc right now. I like the fact that they're going to have Broly training instead of just being some rage monster like he was last time with just yeah. who didn't like. I mean, so we basically know how the movie going to end. Uh, pretty much, pretty much at that point. Oh, that. <laughs> but yeah, I I I like the fact that they gonna they it, well it seems like they gonna give Broly some character development. Yeah. Um, hashtag make Piccolo great again. But uh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally I literally got a problem with how Piccolo been been relegated to a second class citizen. Uh, for real, and I mean here, right, we we'll say we'll side table that, but but yeah, I, I like that. And um, I like them throwing Boo in the mix. Maybe we can get another kid Boo. Like I don't know when they. I mean, you'd be better off just saying bring bring in Ood now. I mean, that's basically kid Boo anyway. It's just he's human. 
So no, like, I, I need, wouldn't. I, I, I know. Party. I know. You, 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 side giggling, fucking kid, boo. I mean, because it's like <laughs> in a pitch, I know you won't. I ain't gonna lie. I would want that. It's just like, I guess, canon wise, you got to do it canon wise. We unfortunately can't get that unless somebody gives a Dragon Ball wish for that version back. Like the universe, we got it. There. Like I said, it's ooh. So it's like. Technic- Technically, you got to rework him. Ooh, should be Goten and, and, and Goten or Trunks' age. Yeah, you know what I'm saying you got to rework him now instead of how you did the original Z ending. You got to rework Oob into uh, somebody a lot better than uh, what he, he what we already know him as. But uh, to me, he really didn't have no character development in nah. GT. Hashtag make Oob great. We just hashtagging it. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag make all the stuff that wasn't canon canon. Because basically in Super, <laughs> they 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 work they ass out to make Master Roshi great. Man, I, I got a, I got a new hashtag. Hashtag stop making villains good guys. All right, stop. Because based off what you just told me with Broly, I mean for Jesus Christ, man, just stop. Leave because these people even in, even in the trailer, you got a point where it's he like said, he's not fighting. He He's not fighting. Goku said he's not a bad guy. It's like, dude, that's what made Broly appealing. He was that. You know what? Never mind me. Don't don't worry about me. I'm gonna go take the time out right now. I kind of get. I kind of get, get what you're saying though about that. With the uh, you know them potentially you know eventually going to work work together and be part of the Dragon Ball. Yeah, team. you um, did it with the yeah, with everybody. Like, trying to get him some Universe Six <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's just it's just kind of like there should be like one big bad that just they don't, they don't there ain't there ain't no you know him joining in or anything like that. We kind of thought that was Freezer because you know oh we know Freezer ain't wasn't gonna go stay good for long. He yeah, wasn't I, even good then. It was just a survival technique. Technique. Yeah, yeah exactly. he had to do so, he had to do to live. Yeah, so Freeze is kind of that is almost kind of that person to a certain to a certain extent, but it's kind of like will. So my question is, okay, will they incorporate Cumber some type of way at some point to be a character? Because Cumber, well, well, well from what I understand, Cumber is a is specifically a Dragon Ball hero character. Hey, say bring Raditz back. He is specifically. A Dragon Ball Heroes character because he really don't fit into the universe no type of way. Because he's, I mean, Akira could, I mean, just like with Broly, he could potentially, you know, make him make him canon because he's another berserker. Because I mean, that's kind of like the berserker type, just just like you know Broly. He's another berserker himself, but he has a different kind of ability, which is making other Saiyans go berserk just by speaking. So I think he would be a super really interesting character to be, you know. Like a big bad for Dragon Ball characters, especially to see him go against Broly. <clears throat> Cumber fit into that Dragon Ball hero Xenoverse, where you got those unbelievable combinations happening. Like, you know, like in Dragon Ball Heroes, you got two Gokus, two Vegetas, and then you got Goku and Vegeta form Vegito, then you got another Goku and Vegeta form Gogeta, and then them two fused together. Like, they're doing too much. <clears throat> yeah. Bring Raditz back. And hear me uh, out. Just hear me out. Hear me out. 
just think about this. What would not be it? What? Why wouldn't an interesting storyline come about when it deals with family? Family is super important to anybody, fiction or nonfiction, and to have a fight with family, especially a personal well, fight. Well, what is it like? That's sort of like, it, his brother, but is he his family though? Think he, about he, home, Wait, wait, wait! Hit me out! Hit me out! This! Hit me out! Red is dead though. I'm saying, hold on, wait. wise he dead. Yeah, he's dead. But just hit me on this. We never, it ain't no telling how much interaction of Goku and Bardock does he have. And keep in mind, this is before Goku got dropped on his head. So think about Goku actually wanting to know something about his family. Because in a sense, technically speaking, how much does Goku know of his of his father? Nothing. He only knows, no, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and many people sort of still, other than the Dragon Ball games, Probably want to see some type of interaction between them right now, especially okay. if Barter well, sees that thing. But yeah, it's but like when you go in the storyline, Barter. I mean, Radish didn't even yeah, wasn't even yeah, around they, when Goku was born. I'm saying no. Wait, I'm saying. Think about this though. If you already making these characters like Broly and whatnot, somewhat canon or whatnot, and Radish already taking the canon, but he's like an, he's literally an afterthought. I'm just saying, all I'm saying is, I'm saying, no, wait, wait. Like I'm saying, now. I'm saying, wait, hear me out on this, bro. Hear me out. Just just wait. I know both of them did right now. But this is, remember, this is Dragon Ball. Everybody what? can be wished back. Goku can die how many times? Everybody <laughs> can be wished. And on top of that, Freezer's a, a bigger example of this because he didn't came back. And he didn't win wished back by Dragon Ball and been given life by weeks. But my thing is to make it a personal type of thing, in my opinion, a personal storyline. Would be great to have something whereas Rad has been in hell for so long, and one still wants some type of revenge. But he ain't got his body. Raditz and, and, and Napa ain't got their body. Only reason, only people that got to keep their bodies, like technically, I don't, I don't, I forgot how to explain how Freezer got his body. But Goku and Vegeta got to keep their bodies, and other people get to keep their bodies because of the good deeds they did. Yeah, look at like this they, too. I know. Look at it like this too. Freezer was in his own type of hell. So ain't no tell what type of hell Radis is in right but, now. And on top of that, I know the thing about the body stuff, but you got to look at it like Goku literally can just transport whenever, wherever he wants to go for some reason. He managed to go to where Frieza was and the King Kai's world and the King Yama's place. So it's because he got special privileges for saving the universe so many times. Also, look at it like this too. He can still, but he Radis and Napa clouds. They clouds. You don't shut up. You don't shut up and listen to me. Anyway, I'm just trying to tell you the theory. I'm, I'm trying, trying to tell you an arc that could possibly They answered this in characters to bring back. That's basically what I'm trying to get and you to we, understand. And people thought Freeze wasn't going to come back, despite how popular he is, but still. All I'm saying is to make a personal arc that would make things interesting would be to bring some type of thing in there. I would rather them do Vegeta brother than Raditz. Hey, think about this. Jaren and Broly. Jaren and Broly. That's something we already gonna probably end up getting in 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 if anything. All I'm saying is to make it personal type of thing, why not have an arc revolving around Goku and him knowing something because about him? It's already about Goku. Goku a lot. I would like to see some other characters. even though the Goku is my favorite character, I would like to see some other characters get developed. Like like we didn't we didn't did this with trunks. Like, let's dive deeper into either Vegeta background or develop a new character and get into their background or something. All right, because now, how much of a new background can we go into? 
Exactly. That's what I'm no, saying. I'm saying, like, what else do we need to know about Vegeta? We know he knows a lot of in, everything about Saiyans as it is. Okay, so it was other powerful saying. It was other powerful saying. Bring somebody back that's gonna spook the hell out of Vegeta. Who that's else been out in the universe that just ain't made their way to Earth? I'm saying, who else can we spook? Who else can spook? Create Vegeta? a character. I don't think I know can spook them other than beers just worms. And that's about it. Unless you want to create a villain that was a gigantic worm in which he'll see and run away. That's the only thing I can think of that can spook Vegeta right now. And then, like I said, oh, we can develop Piccolo some more. Like, hell, we still ain't seen a real super name. That's the thing about Piccolo. Everybody wants that. We all want Gohan to be better than what he already is. We want Goku and Trunks to be better than what they already are. But are we getting it anytime soon? Nah, it's, we it's ain't. It's the Goku show. <laughs> it's the Goku show. That's what I'm saying. Since it's still the Goku show, you might as well sit here and do that little personal robber thing I was telling you about. No, that, that, to me, that's going backwards. Because he still, because Bardock did, Radish did, Nappa did. They all did. Nobody and cares about this, Nappa. I didn't say Nappa. And then, I said and, then, and then the thing is, nobody really even uses the Dragon Balls no more. It been stopped being about the Dragon Balls a long damn time ago. I'll give you that. That is true. They only use it nowadays for just convenient purposes, not to make like great wishes that that's like, what he make. Like, what villain out there be like, oh, I want to bring Raditz back. <laughs> oh, hold on, wait. You're not you're not catching my drift, my Why would Goku like, oh, I want to bring Raditz back? I didn't say bring Raditz back. I'm saying find a way to bring him back. You ain't got to see if it make Why? Like, I'm Give saying, the reason. Bro. What character would bring, for what reason would a character in the show bring Raditz back? If I you can explain me a I didn't say a character bring Raditz back. I said find a way to make Raditz come back. How? That's what you're not understanding. Well, Give me a logical way off, out. I can tell you. Thank you. You you explained this. You didn't explain this. Don't give me a chance to say anything. You're not giving me a chance to say anything. I can't to say. No, no, you didn't. Cause you're still talking. So shut up. As I was saying. I'm gonna let you, you make it. A... Oh, you are. You're gonna make. You're gonna let me make it. All right, how about you jump off a cliff? Let's move on to the let's move on. Let's move on to the last topic of the night. Let's move on to the Bill Mayor being disrespectful. We already talked about that. We, we know he's a prick. Yeah, I said that earlier. He's a prick. Oh, that was just a side note. Okay, let him explain. I just want to hear this. Yeah, I haven't heard about how. It, so. How is it? How is it that we literally when Frieza died the first time about Trump? What What do we know about Frieza when he was down there when he died? Did we know he was in a cocoon before the movie, before Resurrection Elf? Did we know he was in a cocoon in a tree surrounded by happy stuff? No. We assumed that he was down there with everybody else that got killed off in the show in a big pool watching the little fight between Goku and Kid Buu. But what happened in Resurrection Elf? He was in a cocoon hanging from a tree around happy stuff that made him mad. And he literally said that while he was there, he literally was meditating and thinking of ways to kill Goku and training his body, right? Did he or did he not say that? And then for some reason, he's still at that same tree in Super when Goku went to go get him for the tournament of power. So we don't really technically know what Raditz is doing. We just know that he's dead. So in a sense, Akira Toriyama can find a way for Raditz to come back without the Dragon Ball. It's a possibility. And as I said before, there are people who still want to see Goku maybe interact with his family. I'm one of those people who don't just want to look at the video games for that. 
I want to see an animated version of it. That's what I'm trying to tell you, man. It's ways that we can get this man to interact with his brother, but we don't. We ain't got to use the Dragon Ball to do that. That's cool. Who don't even interact with his own damn wife? And I will give you that. But who's to say? We don't know. We don't know. I, they can I, make somebody like Pomber. Yep. Like, think about it. Kerry can do whatever he wants. <laughs> What'd you say? I said I beg the difference. He don't interact with his wife. He got two kids to prove that's that's a lie. Well, you know, other than you know, <laughs> I'm just trying to break the ice for y'all. Fucking, I don't know. <laughs> All right, I, I was like really getting mad at him. I'm just saying, like it, it it just logically don't make sense to me. All I'm saying is for us to see him go all the way back to Goku and them being born and whatnot in this movie that's coming out, it seems like you're going to sit here and you, it's like you're connecting stuff as it is. You might as well have all the other characters at least get some little boost. I ain't saying amazing one, but still some type of boost. I mean, literally yeah. what I'm saying is Raditz could have been a jump shot to script. Nobody cares about him. He was a playboy. Anyway, Raditz could have been a threat than what he already was. All I'm saying is he could have legit been somebody, like Gohan could have been somebody, but they didn't do it. All I'm saying is, you, there's, there's still some way you can do with, with those characters. Like you said with Piccolo. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying put them in the same category as them. All I'm saying is, you got a lot of characters that still could have been used and do something with them. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right, man. So, uh, I want to say that's going to be the last topic for issue 84 of nerve flow i think we kind of pretty much touched on everything we're gonna to touch on tonight but uh with that being said go to facebook.com twitter ig all that good stuff make sure you guys follow and like uh you know gets pretty heated when we when you know when we talk about like the topics we are very passionate about anime video games comic books all that good stuff uh but we We'll start being live on Twitter, YouTube, our Twitch channel, all that good stuff. So please make sure you guys tune in every single Sunday um, at 9.30 Central, 10 o'clock Central. Um, and uh, yeah, man, we'll catch you guys for issue, what is it, next week? 85 of next week. And also, yeah, I forgot, it's Thanksgiving week. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody too as well. So, and we out of here. Peace. I need ice. <laughs> Cold blooded. Cold blooded. We should have asked them to leave comments. Do you want Raddy's back?